That was the most ungratifying real can pop ever. The fake one sounded way better. Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, at HopBFF with two Ps, as always, joined by at Beerfield Theory. And I definitely should have introduced Ryan Miner while he was in the middle of sneezing. (laughs) That's why I muted it. Bless you. Thank you. What is going on, guys? Uh, Not on this beautiful Friday. Not a whole lot. Rare Friday recording for us. Not, not a normal thing. But you know, schedules are are what they are. So that's right. We're coming to you on a Friday. Um, we've got 2022 NFL draft class. Look back as we look back at Rick rookies. We actually have a surprisingly large amount of news to get through. Um, that's in part because we waited an extra day or so to record, but also in part just because the off season started. So. If you don't know, the Super Bowl happened last Sunday. You probably should know that. Yeah. Did it yeah. really? It's yeah, not this yeah. Sunday? Actually, it was just a Rihanna concert. Oh, my uh-huh. God. Uh-huh. Just uh-huh. Rihanna, uh-huh. Rihanna and her baby tearing it up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Other than that, we got some That's beer good. for you. So let's go ahead and get into what we're drinking. And we had a lot of news and a lot of stuff to get to. So we're just going to roll this thing right along. What's fueling beer fueled? Dan, why don't you kick us off? So I, I wasn't sure if Ryan's had this on before. Um, like I know he's done, I think one or two of the NAs, but I had a had a client give me a Sam Adams hazy NA. So Even I haven't had an NA. NA. I haven't had it. Yeah, I mean I'm huge right now. So I've I've I haven't done any hazy NAs yet. Um, can't really. I mean, hops on hops is in any alcohol, so it, it's not like you can't you can load up and hops see what happens. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see all the you know this compares to the you know generally lighter bodies that NA has. You know you, you know compared to to a lot of the fuller bodies that people tend to associate with these hazy. So. Good call out, by the way, for hops not adding alcohol. A lot of people falsely associate oh, my, double dude. dry hopped and triple dry hop stuff with with more alcohol, and that's that's not the case. Usually, they're bigger beers to hold up to the amount of hop aroma you're putting in it for a balance perspective, but it's not the hops that add alcohol to it. The amount of people that claim to be beer, it's smart about beer. It's that 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 actually thinks that it's true mm-hmm. that hops add booze, and it's just like, dude. Like the There's first thing they teach you, man. Pay attention. There's a difference between a double IPA and a double dry hopped IPA. They are yes. not one and the same. Double IPAs are higher ABV. Double dry hopped IPAs are high aroma. When they're fresh. When they're fresh. <laughs> yeah, when, when they're, they're fresh. fresh. When they're fresh. Ryan, what do you got? I have a Schwartz Brewing. Pure, Shorts. Pure Michigan winter Pilsner. Nice. Yeah. Really give shorts another shot. I haven't done that since like week three of season one when I had something terrible from Friar Talk, which was probably a bajillion years old. And <laughs> yeah, never brought him back in. Shorts I haven't done. God, Poor I don't Benny's remember the existed. last time. Yeah, this. Yeah, it had to have been. I haven't because yeah, I was shopping at Friar Talk. I don't. I don't remember the last time I had shorts. I don't remember the last time you guys even said anything about it shorts. Was- Probably well, van. It was probably van because that's when we were recording together and drinking the same stuff. Well, I mean, I used to see him. I mean, I, I mean, obviously looking for a liquor store, working for Benny's. I used to see shorts all the time, but 
even then I well the distributor the distributor that that carries shorts in my area does not do a great job of keeping shorts in stock unless that has you know changed within the last two years. But hmm. all right. Yeah. Shorts. Shorts. Eat my shorts. Shorts. All right. I am doing another throwback beer that I pulled out of the back of the fridge. This is from Weldworks Brewing. This is on Weldworks. Wow. Yeah. Colorado. Weldworks out of Colorado. So this was on good lord year and a half ago um this is a seven layer magic bar in milk stout so this is a stout with milk chocolate chips butterscotch chips white chocolate chips toasted coconut macadamia nut graham cracker and milk sugar um i do have a date on this beer it's 312.21 so i've had this one for a little bit sounds like it probably about a year and a half but it's a milk stout and those hold up longer, even usually beyond the best by day. So not too worried about it. More on that about halfway through the show. And now presented by the FF Faceoff, FFFaceoff.com for all of your written article needs, as well as uh, Anthony Seravino on their podcast, who does a great job uh, with his content guest on the show a couple of times. So make sure you check those guys out. Big supporters of us. Ryan writes for them. Does a fantastic job over there. So this news segment presented by the FF Faceoff. Oh, nice. I am so proud of you, Chris. Thanks. News. I just, I'm, I'm changing up how I throw it in every week. You just never know. All right. Starting off, newest to oldest, Washington hired Eric Bieniemy as their assistant head coach and offensive coordinator. So, uh, head coaching rumors for a long time surrounding Bieniemy still didn't land a head coaching gig, but jumps for a different offensive coordinator gig with an assistant head coach title. Um, this is going to be interesting because Washington right now plans on going with Sam Hallett quarterback. Um, we don't know what you're going to have there. They do have some pieces. But I see this as a chance for Bienemy to get out from under Andy Reid's shadow. And, you know, if he flies, he's going to fly. He gets a chance to help rebuild an offense, pick a quarterback, do his thing here. Clearly what was going on in KC wasn't giving him the, the cloud he needed to land a head coaching gig. So get out from under that. Get under a defensive-minded head coach with an offense that you can build up yourself with the assistant head coach title. See what you can get done. I think it's a good move for Bienemy, and I think it's a good move for for Washington for whatever quarterback they bring in. I mean, it's going to give him a shot to call plays. I mean, he, yes. he doesn't call plays in KC, which is kind of, I think why he hasn't got his head coaching job. Um, you, I mean, you hit all the, all the big pieces. He's going to, we're going to actually see if he's going to be, you know, given, given the hype that's warranted, we're going to see if that pays off. Um, I, I, I have this, particular feeling that Howell's not going to be the day one starter. Just not with everything that's out there. I'm kind no. of on that. There's there's uh you don't bring it you don't bring him in with kind of his his whole aura plus you know give him the fancy new assistant head coach title and and not yeah. let him kind of you know feel the waters and see what happens <laughs> with some of these uh <laughs> there's there's Chris's team. See, he didn't uh, there you me. go. Hold on. I, I, I guess at some point it'll be me. 
probably. Um, yeah, and we'll get this. Like, it's hard for me to envision him not being able to at least go through his own, you know, QB roundtable essentially. Right, and we'll see what happens. Well, especially with the QBs that, are, that could possibly be available. I mean, like Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr being available, Zach Wilson. Know, Zach, yeah, no, I would. I don't, I don't know if I do want Zach Wilson. I mean, if he can flip Zach Wilson and make Zach Wilson a, could he be he be a first ballot Hall of Famer after the first year? Yeah, if he can do what <laughs> Dable did monstrosity. with, if he can do what, like what Dable did with uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, do with him then. Okay. But what, I don't make him a game manager that just you know turn him into Alex Smith. It's probably gonna get 35 million a year. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, hey, right. I just guaranteed Alex Smith. I just guaranteed Alex Smith is gonna get mentioned twice in this show. <laughs> the God, great job, Dable. You're gonna make sure that your franchise overpays a quarterback that should be a journeyman. Um, not his fault. I know. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know that it'll be Sam Howell alone going for this job. I don't know if they bring in somebody that's going to be a surefire starter. Like Derek Carr is going to get a chance to start wherever he lands. Jimmy Garoppolo will probably get a chance to start wherever he lands. Um, this is a situation, though, where you could see another, you know, veteran come in and try to compete for the starting job. And, you know, where they don't necessarily spend big here, but try to assemble, you know, a quarterback roundtable of let them compete and see who can win it. And go from there. Yeah, could bring be a Taylor, spot for Taylor Jimmy G. Heine. Could bring Taylor Heineke back too. But well, there any any veteran journeyman has like any yeah. resemblance of of, of starting time. Yeah, like he'll like I, he's gonna look. I, I think they, I think they'll look everywhere now. I, I mean, they won't bring these guys all in, but right, they're gonna bring somebody in, and it's gonna be you know based on cost too. Like I I I. I Maybe Washington decides to pay a little up and go grab Jimmy G, but I mean, why just why, why? not bring back Taylor Heineke or why not try to go out and get like a Gardner Minshew, like someone that's going to cost you less and both, you know, you know, price and potential draft capital. Yeah. Let him, let him compete with Sam Howell and go from there. Yeah. I'm yeah I like that. that. Yeah. Um, keeping it with the Chiefs, Matt Nagy promoted uh, back to offensive coordinator in Kansas City, who was the offensive coordinator in 2016 and 2017 when Alex Smith was the starting quarterback. Uh, Andy Reid will still call plays. So, yeah, we're just back to where we were before Patrick Mahomes was a starter, but this is still Andy Reid's offense. Matt Nagy now, a lot of rumors swirling he's being seen as a uh, Andy Reid's successor when he does decide to hang it up. So I guess maybe he'll learn more while he's a second time. I don't know. Seems like a good dude, but didn't adapt well in Chicago. I mean, I guess if they want to give Mahomes more of the Aaron Rodgers range, why not keep, I mean, why not just keep a guy that he's obviously have a good relationship with? I mean, that's the only benefit to Nagy is, is that we know what the offense will likely be like, at least with Reid still there. Nagy's gonna just be the same thing as he was during the during this era. So it's right. His assistant head coach this go around, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. I mean, before getting the OC job. So I don't think that changes a lot. Just gonna get Matt Nagy more cloud you may or may not deserve. But he's a Super Bowl champ. That doesn't bother me as much as it does some other Bears fans. <laughs> uh the Panthers, <laughs> this is long, so bear with me. They're hiring 
Red Rams assistant head coach Thomas Brown for their offensive coordinator vacancy. They've hired Parks Frazier as their passing game coordinator. They've hired former Lions and Colts head coach Jim Caldwell as a senior assistant coach. They also hired Josh McCown as their quarterbacks coach and Don Caper, Dom Capers as a senior defensive assistant. So there's a whole a, new look. There's a lot, a lot of offensive clout there joining Frank Reich. Yeah. First and foremost, you pluck somebody from McVay, you bring in Jim Caldwell, who never got the respect that I feel like he deserved. Uh, Parks Frazier was, he was a passing game coordinator for somebody. I don't remember who. And then Josh McCown, who was being getting some OC looks coming in as the quarterback coach. That's pretty good. Especially now that they got to be looking for another quarterback. Right. No, I, I agree. I think the offensive infrastructure is is definitely going to be in place there for them to try to revamp that thing entirely, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Anything to add, Ryan? Jim Caldwell no. mentioned. <laughs> he, got screwed, he got screwed out of the Lions, but that's, a, that's okay. That was the Lions' fault. Yeah. Derek Carr officially released by the Raiders after refusing a trade to the Saints as a final F you. Um, basically said, now nah, you're going to release me. I'm not getting you guys anything on the way out the door, which good for him. Uh, because I mean, when it comes to things that are evil, I hate the Raiders, so good for him. I mean, he probably will based off how the compensatory pick well, system works. I'm okay. sure he'll net that. I'm sure he'll net the Raiders a third round pick in 24. I'm okay. Yes, but <laughs> like, uh, that I'm ain't sure they're, they're getting more. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that. But um, he's been linked to the Jets, Panthers, and Titans. Any team that needs any team. As well the, as the, the veteran back. Yeah, he, he'll he be like a lesser Kirk Cousins than 18. He'll, I'm sure he'll gardener. He'll be the top, like, wanted vet prospect, which Jets, whatever. Jets or Panthers are definitely preferred out of that group. If Jets swing and miss on Rodgers, yes. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think I think it'll be like with what, what Denver did after Rodgers, but not to their full extent of obviously trading for or hopefully not being terrible. And then, well, I mean, I can't, we can't promise that. <laughs> yeah. They can easily still be terrible. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's the goddamn Jets. It is. What do you think, Ryan? It's the Jets. Yes. I, I don't know. It, it's hard to see where Dirk <laughs> is really going to go in the long run. I mean, yeah, he visited him, but that doesn't mean, I still think he's going to go to the Saints in the long you run. A, so the Jets are your preference out of those landing spots or? No, I think the Saints. I like the Saints, but like the Jets would be the greatest one for him. But I don't think they're like Derek Carr is really that much of an upgrade to get him to that next step. Over Zach I Wilson. He, I mean, so, yeah, I think it's a to be Mike uh, White step up. No, Zach Wilson. But I don't know. It's, Derek Carr's never thrown for what he's he threw for thirty touchdowns once. He's thrown for four thousand yards every year or under. So I mean, it's like he's just like a game manager type quarterback. He's not not that type of quarterback. I feel that's going to put him up and be up and be up. He's got up and beyond. He's going to the Saints. Four four thousand yard seasons. One of those was forty eight hundred yards. Didn't have a ton of touchdowns that year, uh, but did throw for forty eight hundred yards one season, which is pretty good. Um, very low TD rate, four point four. Actually, last season was not his career high. Actually, his early year. 
TD rates were a lot higher. Um, decent interception rate. So, yeah, it's Kirk Cousins plus. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, to, to go to the Titans too, though, well, like, Kirk, where do you go? Kirk Cousins slide. It's actually just Kirk Cousins. It's, yeah, it's more, it, it's more, it's more erratic in all phases, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Excellent. Slightly yeah. more mobile, probably more big play upside and dumber and throws more interceptions and probably takes as much sex. Good job yeah. saying so you're getting Kirk Cousins. Slightly worse Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Overall wrong and he goes to Atlanta. I, I can't yeah, I can't wait for someone though. I can't wait for Norland Zoe. Although Bay. they do you know they Orleans. probably can't afford them. Weirdly similar in INT INT rates. I mean, if I was New Orleans, <laughs> I would just say screw it and not sign them at all and just say, you know what, let's just do a complete rebuild. With what well, picks? With what picks and what? Yeah, with what? It, 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 <laughs> like they can't we're, start their rebuild to like twenty five. Yeah, we're, we're we're totally screwed. We can't afford to buy anyone. Let's just put it. Let's, let's just put out replacements out there right now. Not, I fucking hope that. not. Man. Put replacements out there for the next three years. <laughs> Philly yeah. doesn't need more more draft picks. Doesn't need high first rounders from them. Yeah, that was their own freaking fault. That was such a stupid fucking trade. I don't care who who you are. Well, it was a dumb trade. trade. That Saints. trade that trade only makes sense is for a quarterback or a left tackle in the top three. It just oh, a wide receiver in a deep class with yep. no quarterback throwing him the football. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh God, so many bad. And they things. neutered Jameis. They were like, yeah. we gotta go with Andy Dalton. Yeah. <sighs> Aaron Jones reworked a restructured deal with Green Bay, so he'll still be there for twenty twenty three. Pretty Yay. meh last season. That team is totally going for Caleb Williams. They got him. Caleb so? Williams. They're starting Jordan Love. They're going. I would say you got Williams. no love this year. No, no. Jordan Love nah. is terrible. No, nope, terrible as a prospect. He's probably so terrible. Now. I love Jordan Love and helping them get Green Bay down to fourth place in the NFC North. No, so. I don't fourth want place. them to. Yeah, fine, they can finish fourth place, but not get Caleb Williams or not get a top draft or not get one of the top quarterbacks. We're good. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I don't want to see them get rewarded for Nobody one bad does. season. I want them no, no to struggle you're, you're the way that we that, have all struggled. You're assuming that Gutenkirst is smart enough to make the right pick. That's true. He is the guy that drafted Jordan Love. And then he traded up for him. Yeah, he traded up for Jordan Love. <laughs> drafted drafted a running back in round three, a, right. a halfback tweener in round, round two. Round two and Dylan, round three with the halfback tweener tight end. They don't draft well. As Bama says, they don't draft well. They haven't who, drafted well. I don't who are you referring when. to as a halfback tweener tight end? That's the Josh. Was it Degara? Oh, Josiah Degara. Okay. Degara. As long as you weren't besmirching Jay Sternberger, who they ruined somehow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jay, Sternberger, Jay Sternberger is just a slower, in, like, in or not in line, move tight end. He wasn't could never, slow. Was he slow? I mean, I don't, I don't remember Jace. He didn't give me a reason to, you know, to want to keep remembering him. Slow? Hold on, I gotta look now. Things, things we have to know. Draft crushes that didn't actually. Pan out. He, he was pretty slow. <laughs> Four seven five. Ooh. yeah, that's uh, that was, that was pretty bad. Have you seen Titans nowadays, Chase? Have you, how did have you seen how did we miss that? I mean. A lot of people miss Sanchez. Eh, a lot learned. of people liked him as a. And, and, and he was the third round. 
He was authorized, right? They t- and, anyway, enough about our failures and on to the Eagles. <laughs> Arizona hired Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, as their head coach after wow. watching him get beat by the same play three times on their field. Oh, I, I, dude, I could not believe that. They, You know, oh, my God, like, I say that tongue in cheek. He took an Eagles defense that played better than the sum of their parts to the best defense in the NFL. That deserves a head coaching look. Right? I mean, he took one of the one of the deepest defensive rosters, if not the deepest defensive roster in football. But he didn't fuck it up. Uh, fine. Do, uh, great. He's always Mike LaFleur or whoever. Like, he's Aaron Rodgers' OC. He's Peyton Manning's OC where these guys, you know, fail miserably when they get away from you know, the comfort of having all pro he gets no credit at all for, of course he gets credit for it, but I mean, three straight plays. I mean, maybe it's the players fault, but it gives us a worse anticlimactic finish to what could have been one of the top five best Super Bowls ever. God damn it. Bradbury. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was I was so in. It was such a game. fun back and forth. Game. It was a great one. Great, great Jalen Hurts. I'm I'm telling you right now, Jalen Hurts outperformed Mahomes majority of that game. Even he though he's like he he like, and people are so shitting on him. Like like, did, did you not watch? Did you not Super watch Bowl? it? Because here's what I saw. It was in that incredible. Super. Here's what was I saw in game. that game. Here's what I saw in that game. The Eagles outplayed the Chiefs. They executed the game plan that they wanted to execute. They controlled the time of possession. They had a 10-point lead. They did almost everything right that they needed to do. They completely controlled the football. Jalen Hurts was moving the ball at will. He was using his legs. He was making beautiful throws. Went in with a 10-point lead. And then the Eagles also made more mistakes than the Chiefs, and that's why they lost the holding call. Um, hurts the, fumble. That the was hurts rough. fumble. Yeah, there were just the Chiefs didn't have the ball a lot, but they pretty much played mistake free. They did Mahomes, Mahomes. He like, yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't that hurts. Like didn't like wasn't big enough in the moment. Mahomes. No, hurts was fantastic it. in the moment. Completely yeah. outplayed Mahomes, but Mahomes. Oh yeah. Mahomes, and he had to be perfect with what they oh, with the little bit he of time he had right time. and. Yeah. He was perfect with the little bit of time they had and played through an injury. This Good is the him. last time anyone ever doubts Kansas City with Mahomes. Yes. And losing some pieces. He actually did better this year with losing that piece. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't so funneled. Yes. Right, we got a question. Bama. Bama with the question. What's up, Bama? Let's hear it. All right. Bama's asking if we would trade the rookie 101, which in most people's cases, Bijan. Would you trade the rookie 101 for the 103, a 24 first in an Empire League? His QBs are Mahomes, Rapist Watson, Mac Jones, and then he has a running back, just Javonta Williams, and a bunch of pieces. So is Bijan? Oh, hold on, we got a hoodie theft situation here. <laughs> I Sorry, mean, Bama. we're all we're all married, so I mean, we have all lost hoodies. Sorry, at some Bama, point we got time. we got a hoodie situation going on here. Give it just, <laughs> just, it up just a second. There's there's a hoodie issue <laughs> ongoing. Um, 
So let me ask this. Is Bijan still generally considered the 101 in Superflex? Yeah. Yes. From what all but, I've seen, right? As okay, great. I'm making so this trade in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Because uh, if you guys didn't pick up uh, cool. I know. <laughs> on my message the other day, um, I am a little whelmed by Bijan. That's not saying he's bad. I'm not shitty. He's the most well-rounded back in the class easily. Um, I didn't see, I saw a lot of very good traits there that combined together to make a very good running back. I didn't see anything that I would consider necessarily elite to Bijan's game. That's a cool, I think that, his, that is, that is a hot take for a lot of people. I'm sure. I think his, I think his line speed is what's going to, I think once he, if he runs the combine, I think if it, or or does sure. it, or, or does the forty at his pro day, his line speed. I, I don't think he has like elite line speed. His uh, his uh, his a uh, uh, vision though is fucking incredible. I think his vision's insane. Like yeah. especially especially in the open field for a guy his size. The vision's fine. The agility is above average. the The power that he runs with isn't violent, but it's definitely there. The long speed's all right. And like I said, he's, he's somebody I project is very good, but not like the dynasty running back 101 before he ever takes a snap like some people are. Well, this and is the, that's what this is going to be. Yeah. This whole offseason is it's going to sound like I'm hating on Bijan when really I'm not, but I don't think you should annoy him that quick is the 101 in dynasty. This is that like fast. this is a product of 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 Breesaw tearing his ACL. Yeah, of of Kenneth Walker kind of just being who we thought he was, but you know, probably still you know meh. JT getting hurt for most of the year and so also he getting being underwhelming. The one hundred three, one hundred three in a twenty four first in an Empire League. For those of you who may not know what an Empire League is, it's a ongoing pot that's added into it. Um, depending you're on running backs, Bama, because you told us the quarterbacks here, you're running backs. It's running backs are Javante Williams and a bunch of scrubs. That's what he says. Okay, so Javante Williams and a bunch of scrubs. That's dicey. Here's the thing. I would make this move. Yeah, I would. I would. What I see, I would. I would make this move too because of that 103, you're going to get, in my opinion, one of two things. You're going to have a shot at Stroud if he lands well because I'm assuming that in Superflex that Young's going to go 102. So, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that go up. It depends where Stroud. I think it depends how far Stroud drops. I've seen like he's the one between him and Yon. Yon is constantly in, in the top three in mock drafts. Mm-hmm. I've seen for the NFL draft. Stroud is all over the place. Well, and, and if you want to go quarterback though, then if Stroud goes later, then you trade out of that because it's not Will Levis at that pick. It's not Levis. So, and it's not Anthony Richardson dead high. So no, it, it's not. So and Hooker. I like him, but he's 25. So be, I think he'll be late yeah. first at best, probably day two. Yeah. And there's potential there, but it's not potential. You use the 103 on. So I think if you go quarterback, then you could even move back further from the 103 if that's what you're looking for. Or the other option is at that level, you look at if Gibbs lands well, I think he's got a lot of outside explosive ability, uh, a lot of balance in his game. I see why the Alvin Kamara comps are happening. Now, Kamara is an extreme case, but I definitely see why the Gibbs to Kamara comps are there. Um, you know, he was used in a, a split backfield, but he has the contact balance. He has the outside explosiveness. He has the pass catching ability. 
um, to be very, very good if you want to add on to that running back core at 103. Or I think you could potentially even move back depending on what happens with Stroud and Landfine there. And then you got a 2024 first on top of it to boot. When for me, you know, I think that people think Javante or not Javante Williams, Bijan's going to be the dynasty running back one coming out of the season. And I, I, I think he's probably top six or seven. I don't see him coming out as no, no, know, I the mean, one in his rookie season or anything like that. I wouldn't put him above JT Haller Walker at this point. Right. But like I said, it, it's, it's because of where the running back landscape is. Bijan's also going to get top half first round draft capital. So when you bake in literally everything, it, it's going to be like, he's going to hit a lot of what people want from, you know, from a statistical yeah. and from a draft profile standpoint on top of getting that insane draft capital. So he's going to walk into like a potential 300 touch. Yeah. You're like rookie year, which is why the hype there. And plus he's been a Debbie. I mean, obviously he's been the Debbie RB one. Debbie sure Ryan knows this too. He's been and, the Debbie RB one since he, well, and I know it too. That's exactly. And Zach Evans runs super violent. I love Zach Evans for yeah. his violent running style. And I thought that Evans and Gibbs both showed more elite traits than Bijan and what they did well, but the Bijan was more well-rounded than the other Nothing two. will shock me. It if was Gibbs overall a better prospect. Him. If yeah. Gibbs, if Gibbs comes in and weighs bigger, because my concern is, is that he'll, he's gonna underwhelm with his weigh in, or and mm-hmm. then he'll end up landing in a committee backfield. Like I, 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 I'm gonna laugh when he goes to the Chiefs. Yeah, and it, it's part- gonna be this insane moment where it's like he will mm-hmm. not get 20 plus touches a game, and he'll still be. Yeah, it'll still be an RB one in most cases because of it. Yeah. The hard part for me with with Bijan, I think, is that I don't see an elite trait. I see a lot of very good traits, and yes, the statistical metrics are there, but he wasn't the best in his class and any high in any high level metric. There were some lower level metrics like broken con- tackles, yards after contact, blah blah blah, that we've seen be very successful at the NFL level. If you look at guys like Ramondre Stevenson who came in and, you know, two years ago were, you know, that's what stuck out with particularly him and Khalil Herbert. And then this past year, you see both guys pay dividends. So, I mean, I'm not discounting that at all, but I, I think that's a long way of saying that I definitely make this trade. I, I, I would do Ryan, this if it were me. Ryan, uh, give us here. Auburn and I have been going back and forth. Yeah, I wouldn't do this trade at all. I, because, like if I have the one on one pick, I don't want to trade it in February. I want to trade it at the day of the draft. So whenever that's we're up, like, that's whenever the draft very starts, fair point. I feel that value of him will go up even more. So I feel like you could you could actually get more than the one hundred three in a twenty twenty four. It's literally going to keep rising. Maybe you get a slight dip if he doesn't uh, have a, a like a long forty or a fast uh, a forty time. But the flip side of that is if he comes out he gets, and runs four four five and weighs in two ten or so. Well, right now it's six foot two fifty. Like he, like if you're in a well, four sorry. four five at two twenty five, and he's he's more close to JT, then yeah, you're right. Then, he'll yeah, he's yeah. Like, like a flat four four. He'll he'll need to run like he'll need to run a flat four four. Like he'll need to Saquon JT the combine. Like mm-hmm. I think he's still going first round because of the pedigree around him, and it, it, literally every circle is penciling him first round. Like there 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 is no question. I don't think he should go first round because I don't think any running back should ever go first round, but he will. 
And with so many, like just the back half of the first round, just so many chances for, for teams to kind of, you know, pull that trigger, the luxury running back pick that we saw, you know, with Casey and Clyde that, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think Ryan's got a point though, too. It, it, it's, you don't have to worry about making the move right now. And that kind of even feels light. Like I feel like I feel like you're giving away because like it feels kind of light. Yeah, and his roster. So his so so Bama listed his wide receivers. He's got Higgins, DJ Moore, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, Traylon Burks, Michael Gallup, and then a bunch of scrubs afterwards. But outside of Mahomes right now and Higgins, it's it's a bit questionable of a roster and whether or not you can maximize the benefit of a Bijan. I would like, try to get sure. trade Javante and one of those receivers and try to get another running back. Mm. That's what I would do. I, I would just try to sell high on the name, uh, just on the Javante name, because people want him. But the ACL, to me, is like similar to that of uh, J.K. Dobbins. Similar to Dobbins, based on what Dan said. Yeah. So, so similar, like similar to that, it's like, you know, do we get the same type of, Dobbins play where he plays it looks good for one game then you don't see him for seven bigger, games bigger back too right yeah so and, and and there's no guarantee that he ever steps into a full-on you know full-time role that we know of at this point like I said he may not like we've talked about in previous shows he we may not see a you know full healthy full season from him until his final contract here with Denver so I think Hearing what Ryan said, tie it all back together and remember to do my job as host. I think that, Dan, you and I were more taking the stance of we make the trade because we agree with the value, but I don't disagree with Ryan that you could get higher value. So I think that's probably a reason to not pull the trigger at, at this time. There's the inverse, I guess, that you know maybe Bijan takes the combine and the value goes down, but I highly doubt that's going to be the case. He... I see him as somebody who ups his value at the combine based on, you know, what I looked at film wise and stats wise. I see somebody that I think the way I'm reading the tea leaves right now will have a good combine and force me to up my take on him, which I, I, I think will up his value. I don't disagree with Ryan, Dan. I think we were more so on the make the trade side because the value is good right now, but I don't disagree that the value could be better. I mean, Lance Sterling also came out and just launched his, uh, um, his, uh, his, uh, final film grades too for the 23 class, which is uh, obviously have gotten a shit ton of talk. And a lot of people like to use it because he's got a pretty strong record. Uh huh. You like his these. film grades more than mine? I mean, I don't really care for <laughs> film. I think you guys all into account, but Lance I, does I, have, I, uh, I know I do, I do both. You know that. Let's see. Where am I at? So I have Bijan. Gibbs had a slightly higher film grade than Bijan did. He was ahead of Evans. Bijan had a slightly higher statistical grade. I weigh film a little bit more. So the composite scores right now are 242 on Gibbs and 239 on 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 Bijan. So I got him in the same tier, essentially, is what that works out to. Gibbs is going to be really interesting because I think he's his landing spot's going to be... I, I think he's... Factors in, so. Yeah, like, I do think he, he'll be more scheme-dependent. 
um, to see if he reaches that that you know his full on ceiling. I I can see Gibbs just completely running away and and, and you know Gibbs looks explosive. We'll see, yeah, he's fun. I hear yeah. Pigeon going to Buffalo. <laughs> so Lance oh. has uh, Zach Moss six point oh. eight. I mean, he's got he's got you know six point eight is not a bad. What's I mean, it's a of? high score. I think I think Lance is out of nine. Maybe it is out of ten, but I have him at a three seven out of five. I get gives it a three nine yeah. out of five. Lance compares him to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> That's a good guy. Uh, Ryan, actually, you're on mute, buddy. Yeah, you're on mute. Actually, I can That's why uh, I completely That's why I like fucking agree with that cop comp, actually. Based on what I saw, I don't hate that comp. I think that's a pretty fair comp. I was thinking Michael Turner with more pass catching upside, and that's Josh Jacobs. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on board with that. Got like it. So, one. so, so he becomes Josh Jacobs and actually gets a pass catching role. Josh and Jacobs from last year, which would actually not be a bad thing. No, I mean he was an RB one. Yep, he, he was the RB one. The RB one. Yeah. So, yep. uh, that's anyway. um, yeah. Um. Back to the news. Did we all answer Bama? Anything yeah, we else did. on this trade yeah. before we yeah. wrap it up. No, you guys no. said make the trade. I say, I, I said hold. I'm fine with, yeah, I'm fine with. I think yeah. I came to your side because of your reasoning of a hold for better value, but still trade. Like, I've got a one on one in a league, and I'm looking at this like I might trade out of this. I'm waiting, yeah, because I know which league that is. I am. Yeah. I have uh I'm in a really good spot in that league. I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens. Because I want to go with my stance. I want to go, I think, Bryce Young in that league. And I can which I can absolutely do with the 101, but I'm waiting for the combine to see if like if Beaton takes off and that's where people want to go, then I'll I'll wheel and deal with it. I'll be saying it's 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 gonna be hilarious to see like if we're gonna get to Barkley levels, which we're pretty much there now. Like it's on even par yeah. with his hype at 18. And, but that 18 class had a, a significantly better running back class, at least in prospect wise coming out. Obviously it didn't turn out to be that way. Then that's this also, class is. That's also true. This class. A like lot Evans. of undersized running backs. Yeah, that could a be lot. a thing where in 18, it was Nick Chubb and, you know, yeah, bigger guys, obviously. Yeah. Um, They're saying there's no bell cow backs. It's a lot of, Complimentary backs in this draft. Besides, right now. obviously, besides Beach, if, if Gibbs does come, if he pulls mm-hmm. an ETN and gets to like, you know, two fifteen, there is a real shot a, that he, you're going to see a lot a of Gibbs. Cow. Yeah, he could be. He could be. He wasn't he, utilized that way, um, so we'll see. But Evans, I don't see the pass catching ability. But if he has, if he can develop a little bit of that, a la David Montgomery, he could also hit that role. Um. Anyway. A lot about rookie running backs. Preview of what's to come here in a couple months. Uh, Grand Jerry indicted Al- the aforementioned Alvin Kamara on a conspiracy to commit battery and battery resulting in substantially substantial bodily harm from last year's incident in Las Vegas. Uh, Lee will probably not rule on this until the criminal proceedings are done. That's just normally how they operate. So um, I think the initial hearing on this is set for March 2nd sometime. Keep an eye on it throughout the off season. Uh, league probably won't act until around training camp time or so if they do anything. If, I'm guessing six games. I'm guessing I, six games, even if it's I, settled. I don't think it'll get up to six games. 
I think it'll be six plus, but yeah. Yeah, because I don't think it's I, mean, I think I think once I I think what the I think the video part of it is because Elite doesn't because Elite doesn't it cares what happens in the courts, but it doesn't need a a conviction to make a ruling. And it's about whether or not they want to try to make a point. I I can see I can see six games plus. I don't think they try to make a point out of male on male club. It's the video. I, well, maybe, but it's still male on male club fighting. And I, you know, I think that the point they make out of this is probably four and done. But we'll I, see. I mean, I think the league is going to be soft on this one. I know that they've stepped up on rightfully domestic violence, sexual abuse, gambling. They've came down hard on those things because I think they're huge. You know, gambling has financial impacts and the league cares about money first. The other two things are huge, you know, yeah, are huge. Um, societal things that we need to get better at as a society because it's bullshit and male on male club fighting is while shitty i mean this is gonna line somewhere up with you know probably a four gamer i think i we'll don't see. think they'll have it there's no need Thanks. for us to do too much speculating on it now anyway not with, yet wait so. until let the legal proceedings play out and then we'll speculate yeah Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard had a clause in his con- contract that auto voided three days after the Super Bowl. He's now a free agent. Oh, good. So we get a, more number two, number three receivers. Two receiver with cool. injury history. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a cl- his no trade clause. I didn't have this in the news, but just remembering this now, reading about clauses that change. His ped suspension voided his no trade clause, so he's eligible to be moved. He wants to be moved too. Like he, like he requested yeah. it be, be traded. I don't think the trade class wouldn't have probably mattered in this case because I think he wants to be moved. Yeah. So watch him through the offseason as a true one. Yeah. Um, Jags wide receiver Calvin Ridley applied for reinstatement to the NFL. We'll talk about that when and if it happens. It should. It's going to be fun. All right. We'll probably spend a little time on this one. The Colts hired former Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as their new head coach. And then Jim Irsay is quoted as saying they wanted an offensive-minded coach. They'll need to develop a young QB, which glad he came to that realization four years late. And the kid from Alabama doesn't look too bad. All right. It's it's, it's already been confirmed. Colts <laughs> trading up number one. Colts moving up <laughs> with the Bears for Bryce Love. Colts and Bears trade partners, too. So uh, good link between those two franchises. That's right. Things you'd love to see. Station's a good hire for the Colts as they try to bring in a new quarterback and develop him and everything like that. The Colts have needed to commit to a rebuild for a little bit. Um, and, you know, they've done it a little bass backwards, but you've got some good pieces there with with um, Michael Pittman. With I think Pittman's gone. I think he's traded. You think he'll trade? Yeah, I think I he'll think be part traded. of the I think he's, think I think he's part of that deal. I think he's part of the deal for the Bears or they may flat out trade him. I, I just don't think it's going to line up to what they want it to be. Um, you know, go through that rebuild, not have to worry about expending a lot of money to a, a wide receiver. I mean, it should fit better because he'll be a better receiver with a rookie quarterback, but I think Pittman will be a part of the Bears deal. And I like Pittman with the Bears because that's that's what they need. I mean, you've already got Claypool, we already got Mooney to work deep, Claypool to work gadget. So you just need a good, reliable wide receiver <laughs> that can work mid. Claypool and gadget just things I just <laughs> He's yeah. so fucking large and athletic. Yes. Find more ways to use him. You know, and hopefully they will. Hopefully they will. Yeah, I think I do think Sachin's a good hire though. For them. They're 
Is it going to this? It's a good yeah, start. Sounds yeah. like they're they'll get they're going to want to trade up. So, Golds are a team worth watching because generally, I like them. I think they have a good infrastructure in place. I think they have some good pieces in place, but they've tried to patchwork the thing for too long. So, they need to actually build yeah, a foundation. It's time here. to it's time to just let ship sail and start over. Yeah. Um, here's one for you. I put this one in here because it's fun. Ryan, anything on Steichen? No, I'm good. Yeah, Houston is hiring Corey Undlin, former, formerly of the 49ers. Uh, but the job title they're giving him is defensive passing game coordinator, which um, I think if you're coordinating your defense to pass the football, you might be doing it wrong. Hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, it's a passing scheme defense. Uh, defensive <laughs> passing cover three oh. zone, cover two. Defensive passing game coordinator. I'm assuming it means to coordinate the pass defense, but the way that it was worded is defensive passing game coordinator is like, all right, I'm coordinating the defense passing the football. It's like assistant to the manager, <laughs> assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah, so I'm the assistant <laughs> to the regional manager. I'm assistant regional manager. No, you're not. You're assistant to the assistant regional, to manager. regional manager. Assistant regional manager. <laughs> Ravens hired Todd Munkin as their offensive coordinator, formerly Georgia's OC the last two seasons, last seen in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. This I, I've been looking at this, obviously being a Ravens fan. It, it's uh he's he he's a chameleon, right? He would you know before his years with Cleveland. You know, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay during the uh, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick era. Beautiful. So I, 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 I do like this move. I think he got an unfair kind of shit show with the whole Cleveland theme with Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that team was just reaching insane heights of popularity and expectations. Something Detroit should be a little careful of. I don't know if they're on the Cleveland level yet, but they're they're getting up there. Yeah. Um, no, everyone knows our, our defense sucks. No, it's not yeah. that. It's, it's, it, it's the team itself is becoming such a darling, and people are so excited and love it so much that it, it's only setting yourself up to be like. Yeah, it, it's it's season. But, uh, but anyway, no. It, but We're anyway, not doing it like that. For for, Mon- <laughs> for Munkin, I you know he blended with Georgia into more of a conservative passing game. When they had Jameis, they they took the lid off and opened it up and tried to use that big arm. And it led to one of the most exciting seasons in NFL history. 30 and 30, and baby. 30 oh, and I want 30 the 30 for 30 for the 30 and 30. <laughs> Which, <laughs> that is just one of the most beautiful stat lines for all the wrong reasons that I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing then, for fantasy. If you're not in Scott fishbowl, you know, underwhelmed with the team that should have been underwhelming. So I agree. He's a chameleon, but he is a chameleon, particularly when it comes to the passing game, which is where the Ravens have struggled. So this, to me, is a, a swing in the right direction for them where you know, the Greg Roman offense is very run-focused. But if you can get Lamar Jackson to... Because nobody's ever doubted Lamar Jackson's arm talent, right? It's just been how they've used the receivers, how they've used the passing game. We know Lamar Well, there's Jackson. been a lot of doubt on Lamar Jackson, whether or not he could become a pass, especially early on. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Nobody's ever doubted Lamar Jackson's arm strength. And okay, that's fair. his ability to zip a football and friggin' fling it. It's the accuracy and more so the, um, yeah, decision making processation, decision making process, yeah. that type of thing that have been doubted with Lamar Jackson. Munkin can blend in and I think get the most out of him as a passer. And we'll see how they maintain, you know, 
a running game out of this, I guess, but he's managed to to be all right at that in Georgia. But if he can develop Lamar Jackson as a passer while also keeping that playmaking ability intact, oh man, I think this is exciting for Baltimore. Well, yeah, look what we did with Stetson Bennett. Yeah, right. They they took him as a day three pop tech, and now he's a French first rounder at 25 years old. I guess. Yeah, I know. I know. I we, we all know they do, but there's there's a couple of franchises like Green Bay that make terrible decisions. So that's true. Like trade up for Jordan Love. It's true. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be ready for OTAs because it was a high ankle sprain, and that normally takes five months to recover from. I think we're in peak offseason for him already. Because that's, I mean, that's a real report that he'll be ready for OTAs. <laughs> that course light was helping him out a lot in the uh, parade, God. too. Right. <laughs> The videos of him at the parade just <laughs> fucking pissed drunk is been ah that's awesome. I mean, you you have to celebrate like that. Come on, how do you not love this team? Uh, Chad Henney announces retirement from the NFL with a Bud Light in hand as the Super Bowl champion. So Dude, good for Chad. Good two for Chad Henney. Going champion. out on top. Yeah, two time. Yeah, going out on top. The, yeah, good the for Chad Henney. The way that the Hall of Fame quarterback should go out. Chad yeah. Henney. Yeah, Henney. Hall of Fame backup day. quarterback. Hall of Fame backup. Good for him. Forty million dollars. He he played four years on a mediocre Miami team, held the clipboard for 10, saved the Chiefs bacon for one, got two Super Bowl rings, and got to retire on top of the world holding a friggin' Holding a Bud Light in his hands. Good for you, Chad. What a fucking superhero ending. Oh, beautiful. I don't know if you deserve it or not, but everybody deserves that. And you've (laughs) done nothing to prove that you don't. So good for you, Chad. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, Andy Reid is not going to retire, stating that I look in the mirror and I'm old, but my heart is young and I still love what I'm doing. It's after he ate a pizza to celebrate the Super Bowl and said, and uh, some salad to satisfy his chubbiness. So um, Andy Reid's a good quote, in other words. Commanders are expected to part ways with Carson Wentz uh, this offseason. $26 million in dead cap, one do- or $26 million in cap space cleared, $1 in dead cap. $1. He has one dollar and get one dollar and get that. That's God. That's just that's sounds awesome. so rude. Here, go buy yourself a half-eaten cheeseburger. Right, one dollar. One dollar. So, uh, not sure what the cap reason was for that, but anyway, because well, that's got to be some cap magic that I don't understand. Right? Why there was one dollar in guaranteed money? Man, he'll Someone's... go to the Saints. <laughs> Everyone's going to the Saints according to Ryan. Wentz is going. Well, that's to only one dollar. Yeah. Oh wait, we already tried that. Wentz is going to the Jets. Wentz, he goes uh, back to. He's going to go back going to Carolina. Carolina. He's going to yeah. yeah. After they trade yeah, for Carter Pete Minshew, Darnold. Houston's going to hire 49ers passing game coordinator Bobby Slowick as their offensive coordinator. Like I don't even know what to think of Houston at all because it's just like there's nothing there that like excites me. So it's kind of hard to look at these players and be like, uh, okay, what are you going to do with what? I, I can't wait for them to draft. With I don't know. D'Amico reminds me a little bit, but it's going to be the defense that I think outpaces the offense here. Oh, and that's what I'm talking about is the offense. Like the defense, yes, yeah, it, it's looking great. It's looking like it's coming into something, but that offense, I'm just like, there's nothing. Brandon Cooks who doesn't want to be there. And nothing beyond that. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, you can yeah. say Damian Pierce, but I don't see Damian, Damian Pierce. Pierce isn't that's... exciting. He's a between the tackles grinder that should be an early down back and nothing else. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he'll be replaced by another day three back probably this year. Right. <sighs> Beer review. better be halfway because i don't plan on a two-hour episode tonight nope. uh ryan go ahead so i had shorts brewing pure michigan winter pilsner which is an imperial pilsner made with michigan ingredients and it tastes very very piney if i must say but it says it's a one time we cut a load of three inch ice bricks out of the torch lake which i don't know if you guys want know what torch lake is it's the lake here that kind of looks like the ocean it's very very nice lake so they build a massive ice booth for beer fest. Joe jumped a vintage Johnson ski horse 30 feet and has ice has ice ice skied on the last of the bergs in Elk Lake. We love winter. Forget hibernation. Once the snow falls, it's time to bust out the snow suits. Crack a cold one, because pure Michigan winter is ready for the season. Did you just read that off the label? Yeah. The shorty shorts. Dan. Ah, again, I'm drinking <laughs> AZNA from Sam Adams. Um, it's like drinking a mango peach, like orange juice. Obviously, not the same type of thickness, but it's uh, it it's almost like drinking a lighter body or, or not lighter, a thinner body peach and mango drink. It's it's not bad. It's got it packs a lot of the flavor that I think a, a lot of people would want, a lot of the hop aromas people would want if they're drinking a hazy IPA, whether it be NA or not. So I sometimes will shit on you, Sam Adams, but I, I will give you the the uh, the praise. You uh, you dry hop this extremely well. Oh come the fuck on. <laughs> He did a rear Believe review. it or not, Ryan, I read it straight <laughs> from the can. He, he, he did a real <laughs> review, and I didn't read it just straight off the can. All right, I've got That's so seven, year one, Ryan. That's so year seven one. Seven layer hey, magic. I, I, I'm in year one still, so that's fair. Cut me a break. You've been listening for how long? You should have studied six years. Seven <laughs> layer magic bar stout, milk stout, milk I chocolate chips. White. Yeah, just change it up a little bit. Butterscotch chips, white chocolate chips, toasted coconut, macadamia nut, graham cracker, milk sugar. Uh, milk chocolate and white chocolate do come out a little bit on the nose as far as chocolate chip scale. Um, there's definitely a bit of butterscotch when you drink it, but it's not like buttery butterscotch or what people would call diastole. So it's not slick, basically. Um, it's more of a exactly what you'd expect out of a butterscotch chip. Uh, graham cracker, not really there. Definitely a good amount of sweetness, though, that comes through from the milk sugars and the lactose. So, overall, spear has a good amount of depth to it. Um, it's it's sweet. It's definitely desserty. Uh, it does peek through a little bit with the alcohol percentage that it has. Uh, overall, it's a it's a really good drinker. I could probably drink two of these and not any more, um, just because of 
the fact that it is a little bit sweet, but it's not like super heavy or coolingly sweet. So you can definitely drink more than one. Overall, good job by Weldworks. Good flavors coming out, and they've held up well over the last couple of years. So, um, it, if anything, I think they've meshed a little bit better than the first time I've had it. It's something that's calmed down a little bit. Even with being a year and a half old. Yeah. So with stouts and adjuncted stouts, um, some of the flavors, fruit, fruit and spice in particular, will fall off a lot. Chocolates and milk sugars and things like that typically won't nearly won't or won't fall off as hard. Um, but if things are really intense, sometimes aging it will allow them to calm down to a level where things balance out a little bit better. So um, I think that's what happened here. Stouts and uh you know, stouts that aren't really like fruit adjuncted or anything like that usually do tend to hold well. That's why the bourbon counties are kept so, so long and so well. But if stouts do age better than like IPAs and stuff, that'll lose flavor a lot quicker and aroma mm-hmm. a lot quicker. So that's why the stouts are around for like two to three years sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right. Let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, look back. We do. Look back. What's up? So should we do 30 minutes? Being a little quick Friday night. Yes. We'll we'll make it a little quicker than the other yes. ones. Okay. 9.45 deadline. Go. Beer fueled look back. Also, it is, you know, it's just a rookie year, so it's hard to have an opinion on a lot of these guys. Um <laughs> very true. So we're going to start off with the first round wide receivers uh, because that was really the creme de la creme of this class. So first round wide receivers, you had Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. Uh, Jahan Dodson was a first rounder, just in case you forgot. Yep. Yeah, uh, Traylon Burks, all going early on. So Don't change anything about your rankings. Take no, you. no, no, change. not not really. Um, let's start with London Wilson Alave, who all performed to varying degrees this year, all in kind of different situations. Um, you know, London was was hit or miss in an offense that was hit or miss and and not very good. There's still upside to be had there, in my opinion. Um, you're not trying to bail out on any of these three guys. You're not no. trying to sell high on any of these three guys either, because they basically had what you would consider and what you'd want to see for rookie years out of a wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson, um, really, really not consistent quarterback situation, had some really, really consistent play. Same thing for Chris Olave. I think given the situation, all three guys were in, you couldn't have hoped for a lot more out of them. Um, Wilson and Olave gave you a thousand yard seasons. Um, they all gave you four touchdowns. London was a bit below that and an offense that wasn't really conducive to the pass. So um, he equaled Olave's reception total, though. Buy high on Garrett Wilson. Just do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wide receiver that had to battle the most in competition on a team that is desperate, I mean, desperate to yeah, maximize great. this window that they're in defensively and playmakers with upgrading the quarterback position. He 25 target, 25% target share back and forth with Elijah Morris and Corey Davis, rotating quarterback here. So was one of the worst quarterbacks 
this year, and Zach Wilson for the majority of the, for for parts of the season, successful with Flacco, Mike White, Josh Johnson. Um, buy high. I agree with you. Don't sell high on any of these guys. There's no need to, as we said said jokingly, but really true. Don't change. Don't make any big changes to your rankings or your evaluations on these guys yet. But buy high on Garrett Wilson. Yeah. And then they can be later. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that here, Ryan? No, I'm ready to talk about Jameson Williams. Yeah, let's talk Jameson Williams. So <laughs> I know you were. He was like, "Come on, motherfuckers!" Uh, yeah. I'm just sitting there staring at the name. I'm like, "Let's just move on." I, I, oh I don't care God. about those guys. Keep the boner down, Ryan. Let's let's Man. talk Jameson Williams. So, 40 yard rush, a 41 yard reception, and a touchdown. Um, played in six games. Overall, kind of a lost season coming off the AC off the ACL. A lot of us knew that was going to be the case if you drafted him. So, you know, that's probably already accounted for. You're not really gonna get a good buy low on Jamison Williams because it was always a more of a of a long term play. Um, if anything, the only thing that hurts him is how well Amon Ross St. Brown did play this year. And I don't even know that's a detriment because they're in completely different roles. It's not a detriment, it's a compliment. And also what they Jameson Williams really did too is he had another play of over 40 yards also, which was a touchdown against Green Bay in the final game. Yeah, that was a reception, right? Yeah, that was called back for a holding. Yeah. So I mean the the kids got it. And that report that he didn't have with golf, it was there, but they just didn't like they're still he's still healing. So he wanted I think this off season is the time to go buy Jameson Williams because He's one person that I see people kind of who say like, oh, shit, like, you know, I spent too high of a draft pick on him. I should just try to get out of him now if they don't really pay attention. And they, and they just the hell saying that? <laughs> I've seen a couple of people say like, you know, I spent the fourth pick and I'm willing to trade him. Oh. I, mean, okay. that, I mean, that was your mistake. You spent the fourth pick on him. Right. I spent you the fourth pick been. on him. I, 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 I know you were. That's why I said that. All right. Just My one down. question Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, Ryan, it, it's why wasn't he used more as he obviously became healthier? My he one concern is it's it's he had one hung, reception in six games. It, yeah, it's it's well, and he ran less than ten routes in every game. That's why, too. That's another thing is the route running. So I don't know if the, if the playbook was a complication for him, but like it's I a like complication. I, I, you run fucking deep. You have the best offensive line. Do you think in football. that they were just teasing him back in with the coming yeah. off the ACL injury and didn't yep. want to risk a, a re injury like it happens a lot? Yeah, they, and just you know, like hyperextension or anything like that. Knowing yeah, kinda... that, yeah, just knowing that you're not playing for him this year necessarily. Yeah, because yeah, you look at it now, he's 13 months out from the de- the time he tore it. So this whole offseason is the best offseason for him, I think. So I think this is where he's going to start accelerating. And that value is going to start increasing again. Yeah. So I'm not concerned yet. I know you're asking Ryan, but I'm not concerned yet. Um, Dan, it's really, if we see that trend come into to year two where that's happening, that I think there's got to be a major concern. If you see that is your, you know, year two starts to the first four weeks or whatever, if you don't see that that's turned the corner, um, you know, I can see the argument for he's coming back. There's a lot of re-injury risk coming back off of ACL tears. Um, you know, get him acclimated, get his feet wet in some NFL games, but don't don't overdo it or overextend it. Um, you know, people weren't expecting a lot out of the Lions this year, and they 
they exceeded expectations by all accounts. So for Jamison, to me, it's going into next year. If that's a trend at the beginning of the season, then I'm concerned. I'm not concerned yet. It's more so I get it coming. Obviously, coming back, like no one expects them the first few games. Right. This was a fringe playoff team that was battling for a wild card spot that absolutely needed his his ability to stretch the field. You trade up for him, made all this move. Why couldn't there have been more, more, more of a slight escalation? I'm not saying he needs to go out there and you know post 60 plus, but you know, 40, 50 designed like you know, you know, deep plays, like there he's gotta be a bigger threat to your to the defense it's playing against than Josh Reynolds and then uh Khalif Raymond. Obviously, I like I get it with St. Brown they play different roles, like even DJ Chark, because he is basically that's what he could become too if he doesn't reach his full potential. But it, it just, it was more so I'm like, I'm not like go sell him right now or nothing like that. Again, I was already slightly lower on him than most were. It's just that stood out to me of he's so fucking fast and he torches teams. And you have a fantastic offense, a line that can allow these double play moves to be used. Why couldn't we see him just slightly more? That like especially towards the end, especially when you need to beat a team like Carolina to to give yourself yeah. a better shot at getting into the postseason. I, I don't care what the team's expectation was in week one. That was completely erased by week 16, 17, you know, 14, 15 when they were on that six game winning streak. Uh, you know, a post Hawkinson trade. Like that's that that is I'm just wondering if like why would that be the case? Is it just how important he is? Just uh, more of, a, I guess, an observation more so because I agree. There's no need to trade off of him. If you spend a high pick on him, it means you like him. Why change now? I mean, maybe it was DJ Chark. Again, Josh Reynolds. Well, they, run, time too. they run a lot of yeah. three, you know, three wide receiver sets. It, it, it's Josh why not Reynolds, just put him in Josh Reynolds' spots? Yeah. They, like, had, they had other tight end, double tight ends too. Just, a, just an observation from a, a, a yeah. A team that makes a lot of good decisions. This one it's, just really scratched my head. It's worth noting. I I agree. I just don't think you can adjust on it until. Oh early no no next don't, season. Don't yeah. make any big. Don't again. I, I will keep saying it, don't it make can, any big moves. If it continues into it. early next season, I'll I'll change my tone. Right now, I'm just okay. Yeah, it's year one. He was coming off an injury. They had established veterans that you know had rapport with Goff that you know they were in the middle of a six game winning streak maybe it was don't rock the boat maybe it was you know that you know he wasn't all the way ready to come back i don't know but there's a lot of different what ifs that i can play there it's like, all right give him another offseason to heal up and then let's see where yeah yeah, yeah yeah yep yep all right, all right taking it further Jahan dotson and Traylon burks being the next two um, these two guys were seen very, very differently. Or as Traylon Burks was seen as a guy with huge upside, um, who went lower. Jahan Dotson was seen as a, you know, more of that kind of sneaky mid-round guy, along with Jalen Tol- Tolbert. They panned out completely differently. They, you know, didn't really destroy it or show the high-end upside in college that could do a little bit. And I think what you saw out of Dotson was that, you know there's definitely some talent there to be 
excited about. He was definitely more of a touchdown monster than anything. He only caught 35 balls. He turned that into 523 yards and seven touchdowns. And he missed time. He missed five games in the season. Yeah. And he missed five games. And he was playing with a rotating cast of quarterbacks there as well. So a lot of eyes going to be on Washington this year. Dotson, somebody that I like is, you know, even a potential buy at the right price. And that right price is, you know, somewhere in the range of what you'd expect a wide receiver three to be. Because I think he's got some serious two upside, especially with the deep ball ability. I mean, you go 500 yards on only 35 receptions with seven touchdowns. That's some serious, serious efficiency right there, even though it wasn't quite enough volume to make that matter. But week to week, pretty decent. And I think that he did live up to what a lot of people thought he was going to be in the draft and left enough excitement there for him. Not talking about Same excitement he had at Penn State. Yeah. Cheap, probably a bit cheaper than, you know, if you're trying to go out there and, and acquire the rest of these first-round receivers. You should be, yeah. Yeah, especially Traylon Burks, oh, too. Yeah. Like, he, he's, yeah, he's probably Burks the cheapest well. of all of them. He'll, uh, I'm interested to see what? the obvious touchdown regression he'll have and, and what this off, what this Washington offense is going to look like. Dotson? Yeah. Yeah. I think the hope with Dotson is that the touchdown regression as far as frequency will fall, but that there's more volume there over the, you know, 35 receptions. I mean, mean, if you go look at his game logs, the amount of snaps he played, the routes he ran, my concern is, is that he, like, there's not much more room to grow outside of him trying to command more targets. 16% target share. It's difficult to see a leap. Well, I think the leap that, the leap comes from the quarterback position. I think that's I mean that's that's part of it, right? And and you know, fifteen point nine percent on half of what he had in, in snap share. I'm a lot more excited. He's on the field a lot, yeah. running a lot of routes. It's a good thing. Well, sure, he's out. Yes, but but as you said, you know, snap share doesn't matter unless you're giving me a lot of production and. Or commanding a lot of you know targets, which he's not doing. And yeah, by one caveat, by one you know, pause is, is that there's he's not gonna earn much more. Maybe he'll get closer to 90 every game, and you might see a slight uptick, but so 16% target chair. Yeah. So I think if you could see him creep up closer to that 18% target chair. So a fringe just, three, probably fringe just three, four touch, most seasons. Three, yeah. Four. yeah, just a touch, but continue to work that deep. Um, and again, I think that, you know, a couple things. One, these are rookies we're talking about, right? To say well, yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of yeah. room for them to develop, I, I think it is, is incorrect. There's not a lot of room for him to grow his routes run. I agree. But to say there's not a lot of room for the player to develop as a rookie going into year I should two, have phrased it. I should have phrased yeah, it better. You're is right. is different. And as a player develops, I think you can command a higher target share. Um, you know, especially not drawing top coverage on the team and with that ability to work deep. And if you command a better and if they upgrade a quarterback to somebody that spreads out a little bit more, become a little less reliant on the running game. Um, 
especially bringing the enemy in is the OC. Well, that, that's it's, the hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have to the hope is. is, is that you see a little bit of a jump there. So I think for me with Dodson is that, you know, you've seen, if you don't have one of those top guys, right? What do you want to see? You want to see flashes of potential in your one. And I think you've seen that. Do I think Dodson's ever going to be somebody we talk about as a dynasty wide receiver one? No, I don't. But do I think he'll be somebody we talk about as a two or a three that's one of those usable depth pieces on a roster that I preach a lot? Yeah, I definitely see that in the range of outcomes, especially given the deep ball ability, especially given the touchdown upside. And yeah, you can't expect seven touchdowns on 35 receptions every year, but to expect that this is a guy that can catch seven to nine touchdowns every year, especially if the target volume increases which target volume increases, touchdown rate decreases, but you're still same counting numbers. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that that's something that I'd be pretty happy with given, you know, where he went in most rookie drafts. And especially if you're down on him right now, I think what I'm looking at here when I say buy is, is there room to go upward? And I think for him, there is. What you saw was flashes that that does go upward with an upgraded quarterback, an upgraded offensive scheme, and just continued player development in year two. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, yeah, he'll develop as a player. Absolutely. Route runs, I agree with you though. In terms of production growth, that's again, obviously you want to see, I mean, I don't want to keep obviously on this, but it's, yeah. No, we got to get to somebody you like a lot more. Sure. Well, yeah. My answer is Dotson. That's, that, that's what it is. Traylon Burks is another one that I think we're going to talk about. It probably in the same vein, 33, 444, just one touchdown. Um, again, not on a good offense, first and foremost. Um, missed time a lot like Jahan Dotson did. Um, not conducive to the pass. The asthma killed him, too. That's what kind of knocked his value down. Where are you at with Burks now, Dan? You were the highest on on this. I mean, seventeen point six target share. Obviously, very similar type of of scenario with Dotson running significantly less routes and snaps. Um, obviously that changed towards the end of the season where he was averaging right around eighty percent. I, I, Burks is probably the problem is is also Tennessee, and they're in this completely fucking weird state where. Is it going to be Tannehill? It's definitely not going to be Malik Willis. What are the the twilight years going to look like with you no know, Derrick Henry? And, and, and at some point, will this offense kind of reflectuate itself? I'm a little nervous that Burks just won't reach his potential on his team. He's already a raw prospect, given the way that Arkansas used him. And there are definitely flashes there, and there's definitely room to grow in terms of opportunity. I, the team is fucking scares me, and and I think he may be a better potential buy low when he gets moved from his team, or or it, it it may not be it. Right, a lot of people said it was either him or London are gonna fucking break out, and one of them is gonna bust. And fair, London's on a better trajectory with a significant with yes, ten picks or 10, 11 picks may be between them but top five top six is a lot better than top 18 so even draft capital is better and just less competition so i'm concerned right i still love burks again i'm not going to change too much until we see more from this year but 
that 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 Tennessee offense, man, it's and, and that direction I'm going. I see them going is it's may not yield a lot of fantasy. It's not AJ Brown. We'll just say that. So as you say that, like you know, like because you sound very nervous about Traylon Burks in this offense. So he's I I could see him as a buy low. Like you could get him at a good value now. I mean. The trajectory, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, sure. You're, but, and you're right. Sorry, go ahead, Hopper. No, I, I was gonna say that you're right, but at the same time, like you can get him at that. But with London on a better trajectory and Dotson showing a little bit more in the rookie season, you can get him on a buy low right now. But you know, for what? Right? What's Tennessee changing in the offensive scheme? What are they doing at quarterback? Um. You know, and he's playing against number ones already, too. He is the playing number ones. ones where is Dotson's going to be playing against twos because of the presence of McLaurin? So, you know, I don't want to play the comparison game. I think it's reasonable to be more nervous about Burks. Um, again, just lower productivity um, on higher target share, but fewer routes run. And you know, just you can buy low, but um, you're really banking on getting some some future glimpses at you know what might give that a change or or upside, right? Yep, right. He's the one that, like, I guess like Jamison, we got to see what this next year. He was, I mean, mm-hmm. he missed a lot of time this year. Tennessee was just all over the place, multiple quarterback changes because Daniel couldn't stay healthy. And 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 Burks showed flashes. It's you know, he was again raw prospect. Maybe the landing spots not there, but yeah. It's it's I I like the comparison to with Williams. I think that Williams, Burks, and even to a degree Dotson are gonna be some some guys when we get to redraft that we're talking about is, you know. <laughs> take them low because there's good upside yeah. here yeah oh yeah all right moving on the only other skill position in the first round was Kenny Pickett um so 389 pass attempts 2400 yards 10 total touchdowns to nine picks 237 yards on the ground Steelers did not make a change it it offensive coordinator um, most things project Pickett will start again ne- again next year. God, it's stats. a disaster. Oh, it's just bad. No game with no double digit touchdown. Like double digit touchdowns. There's no There's no double. Yeah. There's no double multi multi, multi touchdown game. Wow, words. Like I hate it when my quarterbacks don't throw double. Digit I know. God yeah. damn it! Why don't you? I throw want ten, 10 touchdowns plus, ever. Like, 1.8% touchdown rate is really, really bad. When your interception uh, rate's higher than your touchdown rate. That's not good. When your touchdown rate's that low, that's really, really not good. It's just like, oh, Canada. You know, not like not like the Nationals are like, oh, Canada. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit, Canada. You know, like, why would you keep Matt Canada with this? Why would you? I hope they, like, why would you continue to be mediocre if you're Pittsburgh? Cool, you went 9 today. You didn't have a losing season. You're still fucked. Like, Pickett's not the answer. Like, maybe there's some growth, but I, I was very concerned from his high end upside. He's journeyman. Maybe some plus to it. Probably line 
long career backup, but Pittsburgh doesn't like we have no clue if they're like how quickly they're going to move on from him if they do. But we'll likely take a Mike Tomlin being fired, which if they're French playoff hopes every year, that may not happen. The one upside Pickett has is probably he's going to be started for two or three more years. Yeah. You can sell him on that idea. So sell him on that idea and maybe you can get a 23 first in return. It can't get any worse, right? So wait till it gets better next year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, oh, man, Matt Canada. Like he, he has one game over 300 passing yards, and in, in that game, he had no touchdowns and one interception. And right. it was against Buffalo on 52 attempts. No, yeah. we want to keep this to yeah, where yeah, we're yep, going yep, here. Yep, Let's yep. get to the second round running backs. Uh, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and James, James Cook. Cook were the second round running backs. Um, obviously, two of those, much better rookie season than the third. Man, Cook, just I can't wait for Buffalo to 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 re-sign Devin Singletary or or to potentially bring in like a Miles Sanders or something. The, yeah, someone's going to uh, ruin that backfield. Yeah, Brees are they spending another day three round three pick on a rookie running back? Brees Hall in seven games was performing really really well um, before the ACL tear, clean tear. Expect him to come back fine next season and be an early round draft pick. I don't think there's anything to talk about with Brees Hall. You know what no. he is. Maybe a slight slow start. Yeah. By low window and, for you when he starts slow next year. Oh, yeah. Brees Hall, too. He only had four rushing touchdowns. And that, I think, what, two or three of them were poached by uh, he had Carter four at the one yard line. in seven games, though. I mean, that's still Jets offense. Double digits. Yeah. It's going to be but better. The Jets next offense, year. They also had a lot of. Like Brees Zach Hall getting tackled inside the five and not getting that touchdown. Then so Michael Carter swept. coming in. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. He, got, he got Jamal Williams by, by Michael be fine. Who's smaller than him? Oh, my God. Uh, Kenneth Walker, over 1,000 yards on 228 carries is not necessarily super efficient. Nine touchdowns is good. Uh, 27 receptions for 165 yards is a little better than I think we were expecting out of him. So He did uh, it in high school. He yeah. was a very good receiver in high school. He looked comfortable doing it in college too. He just wasn't asked to do it. So, yeah. I mean, also wasn't asked to do it a lot this year, but you know. Yeah. Well, but when he did, he did yeah. it. He did it well. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Five games of one or less targets. Fine, last especially if you see the Seahawks improve the offense and everything around him. I think that there's not a whole lot to talk about there either. And for James Cook, it's once again a watch Buffalo, I guess. Watch what they do with Singletary. Watch what this role is. He showed some explosiveness. He flashed a little bit, but not didn't put anything together consistently. He's a best ball running back. I kind of like. Like if I was doing best ball drafts right now, he'd be the one I'd want to take. But James Cook, no, yeah, just because you know that he's gonna have one or two of those games where he explodes, like he did last season. Yeah, until I take Bijan. Right. You had some interesting wide receivers that went in this round, too. Um, <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, Christian Watson uh, going first. Uh, we'll work through these kind of one at a time. So any thoughts on Watson? So I, so I, yeah. Not so I'm sorry, so I. The, the team's yeah. going to be fucking terrible. High touchdown rate, too. 41 reception, 600 yards, seven touchdowns, uh, oft injured, missed three games. So, so yeah. So high Nine total touchdowns. Not if you want bootleg Jahan Dotson, that's true. Basically, literally outside of significantly more yards after catch. That's the, the only offensive situation should be headed different directions. Wandale Robinson, 
I got nothing. You shouldn't have drafted him in the first place. <laughs> Dude, Giants have nobody else to throw to. I guess that's the only thing we have right now. So we mentioned earlier Houston having not, nothing, and I can't uh I can't take that type of John Mechie disrespect. Because <laughs> Mechie will be healthy coming into next season. He's already completed treatment. He's gonna be ready for OTAs. Um so you've got him coming in potentially as a wide receiver one, even this is a forgotten by low for me. Oh yeah. I like him. No matter what happens, he's already a win in my book. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm will forever, regardless of how I felt about him as a prospect, I will forever be. I liked him as a prospect too, fan so. too. I was, yeah. I was, I was, you know, warm on him. Luke warm. I, I liked him for I, what I still, he was. Yeah. But you know, I don't think he's going to be elite, but he's definitely got some volume based two upside. And I, I think that this is a good buy low because a lot of people have forgotten, right? It's what have you done for me lately, lady? Could could be dropped. He's probably stashed on taxi squads and places. And you know, this is a guy that the Texans are definitely planning on being a huge part of their plans. Um, they're in line for a quarterback in this draft that um, you know, could even be Bryce Young, depending on how things go. So just See, yeah. we'll see. Um, Tyquan Thornton doesn't deserve nope, mention. We're good. <laughs> uh, George Pickens. This is definitely a buy. We can stop here. <laughs> oh, I like him. Oh man, exciting. God, if it wasn't Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada as his OC, it's crazy. He is... And he had four more touchdowns than uh. He had four. Yeah. He had four touchdowns. Less, he had four less touchdowns. Or two less. He had five total touchdowns this year. Pickens? Yeah, he had Pickens. three less receiving touchdowns than than Dotson. Um, 300 more receiving yards on 20-some-odd receptions. I think they're both. But Pickens is, I mean, he does have the elite upside. Is a one, unlike, unlike Dotson does. His ceiling is a lot higher, I think. Um more big play potential. He is so he is very similar. If you're looking at his overall metrics, he's very similar to Dotson. Yeah. In they terms are. of opportunity. And they're, probably, and they're probably viewed entirely differently, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah. make you like Dotson a lot more by the end of this episode, aren't I? No, no, you, I might be a little more worried Pickens. about Pickens. I mean, I love Pickens, but it, it's uh Pickens just gets more big playability. And what we saw from him post, uh, yeah. the post move to uh, uh, to Kenny Pickett long term, which is all great. It's just opportunity upside. Again, if if I if I'm gonna raise the concern about Doss, and I have to raise the concern about Pickens because it's the same thing. It's eighty plus route runs and or, or, or snap shares, heavy route run, heavy routes ran usage, fifteen point six target share. It's it's the same thing. I I can't I can't you know fall back on it. It's just a significantly higher deep target rate in areas. I think, yards. The, I think the, difference the biggest is difference is price and who you're trying to acquire. People aren't yeah, going to want to yeah. come off Pickens because of perception. If you like George Pickens and you can't get him at a price that you want, go to yeah. Jahan Dotson. But you just Pickens hope that, yeah, you yeah. just hope that all the immaculate and big plays he got is going to contribute to a a higher increase in target share. And he has, I think he can beat out Deontay Johnson 
and mm-hmm. earn more than I think that Dotson will against McLaurin. That's yeah. I guess that's the spin I take. But you're right, because of value, right? Dotson will probably cost less than Pickens. Yep. Yeah. Uh Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. Alec Pierce, 593 yards, two touchdowns. Sky Moore, yeah. 250 and oh. Um yeah. Pierce, a little bit more of a deep threat. This is all kind of eh. Yeah, it's yeah. I love Sky Moore, but no, that's it's, it's he, 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 showed, he, he showed up in the playoffs and he showed up in the Super he got Bowl a touchdown on a play that yeah. was ran earlier. Yeah, the opposite, uh, yeah, the opposite. Yeah, the opposite field. Yeah. Trey McBride out in Arizona as a tight end didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Not, not surprised. We already talked to James Cook. All right, we're gonna Goodbye. blow through here. Just some guys next round. We don't need to talk about Bayless Jones. Nope. Um Jelani Woods, decent touch. Decent rookie season for a tight end. I'd watch this this and pay attention. 25 receptions, 312 yards, three touchdowns. For a tight end, that's pretty decent for year one. Especially as raw as he was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for a definitely. Raw athletic guy. This is definitely a guy you want to watch into year two and year three. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. De- yes. Yep. Nope. Nope. That's absolutely right. Desmond Ritter, um, 115 attempts, 700 yards, two touchdowns. He'll probably open as a starter for Atlanta next year, and we'll see. Um, you're not really moving the needle on him at all. Greg Dolchich, best rookie season out of any of the tight ends. Again, rookie tight ends producing. You definitely want to pay attention to that. Yep. 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 Um, Malik Willis. Nope. Busted. Nope. I think just the move min- off. I think the mention here is that you need to move off of him. Yeah, because yeah, a is. lot of people saw him as a, you know, a prospect you'd want to develop, and that didn't pan out. Same thing with Jalen Tolbert; wasn't active most of the time. That that he one hurts. That, that one stings. One yeah. That one stings a lot. But even with all the injuries, he bad. never got on the field. And with how bad Dallas's receiving core was, like, dual outside of like Lamb. Yeah. I, yeah. All right, uh, Rashad White, TDP, and Brian Robinson Jr. Do, if San Francisco drafts a running back in the third round, you don't take. Don't him. do it. All right, so let's <laughs> talk Rashad White and Brian Robinson then. Uh, at least White catches passes, but that whole offense is now changed with with Tom Brady gone. Robinson's it is. It, Fournette will probably be gone too, though. So that puts he's under contract. Right he's still, he's still under contract. He's still Fournette under contract with them. is, but he's cuttable too. So yeah, yeah. it's uh gonna be a bad offense but at least he catches passes better than brian robinson who's in the committee backfield on an offense that's ascending but he doesn't catch passes he did have 200 carries though so in just fringe, 12 games, fringe which rb2 which is worth fine noting that's a fringe rb2 that's He's fine good amount of work uh nothing on david bell nope i saw like I it but nope record of tight end they shouldn't have drafted the jets yeah kate otten decent work um again bucks offense we don't know what they're gonna do with but 42 receptions 391 yards and two touchdowns as a tight end at uh, 42 tight... receptions yeah quietly yeah. wow that's yeah, pretty good that's surprising he's a quiet that that's a quiet watch him just watch other dynasty people so he had more potentially drop them just watch. so he had more speculative pickup and the same amount of touchdowns as Dolchich speculative pickup for sure unfortunately the offense is probably going in the wrong direction but but i didn't take a lot of time to develop and you can say the team for a lot longer than yep this is another one of those like dotson and pickens where the perceptions are going to be completely different between Otten and dolchich i think i know fucking kate octave is actually productive this year right none of us my bad guys i had no clue 
Damian Pierce in round four. He'll Sell. probably be replaced. So, Just, yeah. so Michael Carter. I, as much as I love him, yeah, he's Michael Carter, James Robinson. Daniel Bellinger is just a watch tight end. Tight ends you don't rule out in year one. Hit productive. Um, end of season production for the Giants. Hey, Isaiah Spiller. Zamir White, too. Don't forget him. <laughs> cool. Running back, so we don't need to care about it anymore. Perfect. Yep. And we move on. And on hey, the Did we show, ever we need to care about Isaiah Spiller? No. No, that's why you mentioned him because you were going uh, over him. Over oh, Zamir White. Why, why would I mention Isaiah Spiller? Oh, yeah, because I hated him. It's a strong word. And the other people thought he was going to be good. Yeah. Guilty. 41 yards in his rookie season. Blame, blame the Debbie community. Who's right? Well, I shouldn't victory lap it yet. Give me no. A <laughs> hey, but, but, but look who Why should we come Kaelin Balage? Look at Cade York. You know, one pick, one pick after Isaiah Spiller. Good kicker for Cleveland. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't know who that is. Don't know who those guys are. There's a punter drafted to Baltimore. Probably good. They draft um, punters well. Nothing out of Haskins. Romeo Dobbs sell. Offense yep. is going down. Yeah. Good luck. Dobbs has like nothing left. Bailey yeah, Zappi was belly. fun for a little bit. He was a cool story. Like yeah. Um, I think Tyler Algier, fifth so, round. Uh, hold for me. Yeah, I know. 200 so, carries so. over a thousand yards. Hold. He's Damian Pierce with a little more flash shoes in now. Chig so. Oconquo, 32, 450, and three. Another tight end in this class that could be something. Could be. Pick him up. Sam Howell in the fifth. Worth it. He'll be Slight a stash. He has a stash. Slight stash. Don't buy. Khalil Shakir is a stash for now. A lot of uh, metrics like him. Yep. And Buffalo is still starving for number two. Algier, you can't just bail out on. I mean, you can sell high, and I probably won't blame you, but you could also hold, and I won't blame you there either. Over 1,000 yards, 200, 200 carries over 1,000 yards is uh, yeah. a rookie round five. It's just me and how good. I feel about day three pick, D3 running backs. It's it's He performed. This is what you want from him. So you yeah. can maximize the opportunity Hell, to basically a thousand yards is what you want for your day two running backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn you, Tyrion Davis Price, Kyron Williams. Oh my Get God. that fucking no. 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 I just, no. I'm just waiting for us to at least get to Pacheco, which is think the, the the last interesting conversation we can have. You just want to skip there? I mean, is there any other player? That has any remote true conversation that we could probably spend time on and then bow the fuck out. Brock Purdy, I guess, but that's sort of relevant. Kevin team. Harris. Somebody we liked. No, Keontae Ingram just held as a backup and didn't do anything. Here's Sean is going to be the new reminder Severson. Just what about like Chandler, Minnesota. Here's strong. I know. No. Um, Depends what they do with the backup running backs with Madison. Yeah. And what they do with Cook. So nothing there. We don't need to talk Bo Melton or whoever that is or Chris Oladokum. Skyler Thompson got into a couple games. Yeah. Was a thing. He helped almost beat Buffalo. 
Yeah, let's just do Isaiah yes. Pacheco because that's the last person we need to talk about. Oh, Brock Purdy. We got to talk Brock Purdy. He's the last pick. We start with Pacheco oh, yeah. and then we'll yeah. end with Brock Those Purdy. Those are the last two, Pacheco and Purdy. All right, we'll start with Pacheco because I, 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 again, his value is all over the fucking place and everyone thinks that that, that the Chiefs are going to draft the running back. I don't think it matters because I think they're going to draft a McKinnon replacement, not mm-hmm. just a flat-out replacement. I think Pacheco still carries value, and the biggest difference between him and a Damian Pierce and Tyler Algier is that he's on a top-five offense, and he has got an insane scoring potential. Fringe RB, he's an RB, too. Yeah, I, I think that the flip side of that is that right now, Algier and Pierce have the backfield themselves. Pacheco, we've seen the Chiefs are going to go RBBC. The Falcons still have Cordell Patterson. I don't think he has a backfield to himself. Yeah, he could ball 200 times for over a thousand yards. Yeah, he doesn't catch passes. I don't really 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 (laughs) catch passes, but they're all RB2s. They're all RB2s. Yep. Yeah. That's basically what it amounts to. Um, None of them's a buy. I don't see them going that much higher, right? You can make a case for all of them to be sells or holds. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very easily could make cases for all, all. Three of them for both scenarios. Uh, Brock Purdy is having UCL surgery. Do we need to talk Brock Purdy? We've talked a lot of Brock Purdy. <laughs> no, s- sell him if you if you can. Thirteen it's- touchdowns, four picks. It's a good sell in in Superflex or yeah. Find a Niners a fan in your league. I think every league has well, at least one. Yep. That's all we Everyone got. Everyone wants his football card too. Mm-hmm. Thanks for oh. tuning in. Okay, bye. Yep, we'll we'll catch you next week. We're gonna preview the combine. All right, some rookie talk. Kick that off. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. See ya. I don't want to be ya. Come on, baby.